Welcome to M.T. Stevenson's Organic Honey. This is a testimony tea party in which all the tea I serve is self-made. The ingredients are raw, unfiltered, and saturated with truth and inspiration. There are fun flavors like turning 40, meeting God, weight loss, family matters, midlife money, and so much more. There's a lot of tea for everyone. So grab a mug, let's sip, and chat. Welcome to episode 25 of M.T. Stevenson's Organic Honey, and I am M.T. Stevenson. This episode is called Barren Fruit. Brothers and sisters, thank you all so much for tuning in on yet another Sip and Chat. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so happy to hear from you. And if you're not so new to the podcast, welcome back. I'm so happy to hear from you. Brothers and sisters, I pray for everyone in the world to no longer suffer at their own hands. And I think about times in my life when I was sad, depressed, feeling lonely, not happy at all. And I wonder why I, along with so many other people in the world, would sometimes feel that way. And I deduced is because we aren't bearing the fruit that God wanted us to bear. So are we actually bearing fruit or is our fruit barren? I believe that we think that we are bearing fruit. Because when something good happens in our lives or when we get bouts of happiness, we think that we're actually good people. Well, history and the Bible teaches us that we were all born in sin. So we were already corrupted from the time we came into the womb. Now, the Lord has known this, but his purpose was still prevail. So he believed in us. He loved us with everything that he had in him and throughout so much so that he was crucified for our sins because he loved us so much. And as a result, are we bearing fruit? No, I think we think we are. Because I know at times I'm like, well, you know, I'm a good person. But are we? No, we're not. We think we are, but we're not. So in the Bible, the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verses 22-23, it tells what the fruit is. Now, according to King James, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. And then 23 goes on to say meekness and temperance against such. There is no law. Now, the New International Version says that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, just like King James, forbearance instead of the word long suffering. Kindness instead of gentleness, goodness, faithfulness instead of the word faith. And then 23 goes on to say gentleness versus meekness and self-control versus temperance. For there is such no law. So along with that, in the fourth century, the Catholic uh, religion had the Latin Vulgate version. And they say that the fruit of the spirit is charity, joy, peace, patience, benignity, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, benignity, which means kindness towards others, goodness, longanimity, which means patience, mildness, faith, modesty, and then continuity, which is self-control with sex, and chastity, which means abstinence from sex. Now, it's funny to me how certain words are interchangeable and mean the same thing, but the gist I get is love, joy, peace, patience, self-control, 
goodness, faith, and thus and such. Now, are we exhibiting any of these things? And you know what? At times we might have bouts of these things, but we're not really exercising them on a regular basis. So in a way, we are just downright disrespecting God. Now, why is the fruit important? All of these fruits or what have you are part of God's personality. So this is what God is made of. This is what he wants from us. Since he blew life into us, we should represent him in the ways as such as these adjectives. And are we doing it? Absolutely not. So love. Are we really exercising love? No. Yes, we have love for our child or children. We have love for our parents. We have love for people that we know. But love is international. Love is eternal. Love spreads throughout the world. It's for people that you don't know as well. So can you say there's people that you absolutely don't know that you have love for because you respect them for being human and God's creation? No. We get people who look at us funny and that we just automatically don't like them, let alone love. So do we really weep or suffer when others are suffering? When we see people that's in peril, are we in peril too? Because that's what love is. Are we doing that? No. Okay. Joy. How many times do we feel joy? Just general happiness, just general adulation. How many times do we feel joy? We feel joy when we get something or something happen to us that seems good but is that joy no how can we absolutely exercise joy when we're not celebrating those or others who are in the same spirit of mind so is that joy no and then joy is fleeting at least it is to us it shouldn't be but it is we should be happy and thankful always happy just because we're alive to be happy for isn't that enough but are we exhibiting joy? No. Peace. Now, Lord knows we're not getting peace down here. We're not getting peace with the world. We're not getting peace with ourselves. And then we one up it and blame everybody else for why we're not getting peace. And I think a lot of us contribute peace to having sleep or rest or not having worries. But we all worry. We all suffer within ourselves and sometimes at the hands of others. We Can you really say that you sleep comfortably at night each and every night no because none of us do we all worry about things that we can't control and we mostly worry about things that's beyond our control or we worry about things 93 percent of the time that most likely will never happen so if with all of this worrying and strife where's the peace mm -hmm. you tell me okay we got long suffering slash forbearance both means patience now are we patient no, I'm not patient right now. I am one of the most impatient people in the world. And I am really trying to change that about myself. I am impatient so much. I don't like to wait outside for the bus, even though I know I got to go to work. Because if the weather isn't right, I'm going to get real impatient. So I go ahead and call Uber and spend $5 million, even though I could have just got myself out there and just waited on the bus patiently. Or if something gets on my nerves, I am quick to react. And I'm sure a lot of us are as well. Quick to react. We, we don't get the chance to just pray about it, internalize it, think about it, put it in our hearts. 
We don't get to do any of that stuff because we're too impatient. We need quick results. We need fast results. We got their worldwide net. We don't even have the patience to go to the library and figure out information no more because now we all got Google and we can get the information in five seconds. We have microwaves so that we can get our popcorn instantly instead of plugging in the kettle and letting the seeds pop, even though it does taste better that way. So we're not patient for anything. It is also said that people wait about two seconds from your screen on your phone to load up put new information two seconds anything longer than two seconds oh mm -mm, we're gonna have to turn it off because we're not patient enough to wait for it we are impatient with traffic we are impatient with other people we are not patient at all we're just not so is that bearing the fruit no okay gentleness gentleness and oftentimes i am always accused of speaking harshly because my voice kind of carries and I'm kind of loud. So it's not gentle. It's always empty. Use your indoor voice. Well, this is my indoor voice. If you don't want to hear it, you won't have to hear it. So see, there we go with the patience. You see what I mean? But is that gentle? No. Are we really sympathetic, empathetic, or just downright kind? Are we soft in nature? No. Flowers are soft. Yes. Puppies are soft. Yeah. Babies coos and cries. That's soft too. Hey, duvet covers. Those are real soft. But are we soft? No. Are we gentle? No. Are we gentle in nature? Uh-uh. Now, do God yell at us? No. He asks you questions gently about you to get the answers that you need. Do when people ask us questions, do we react with a yell or do we gently and pause and Oh, it's okay. No, we yelling. We doing this. We doing that. We got to get our point across and this, that, and third. So no gentleness there. Uh-uh. Not at all. Uh, general kindness. Are we kind? Absolutely not. We not, we not kind at all. We used to be. We used to be. Like, the good thing about the neighborhood that I live in is that people are still relatively kind. When you're walking down the street, it's good morning. How you doing? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Glory be to God. Some of them. I'm one of those people. Um, but I try to be kind, but I'm always accused of not being so kind because I say exactly what's on my mind and I have no filter, no shame. I'm raw and unfiltered. That's the reason why this show is called Organic Honey. They say that I'm not so kind. Well, I am gentle and I am kind at times. But am I all the way? No. And are you? Absolutely not. If you flipping people the bird in the traffic, that's not kind. If you rolling your eyes because homegirl looked at you funny, that's not kind either. If you haven't talked to this person in months and months and months because you don't feel like it because you don't like her energy because uh, we got other things to do, is that kind? No. Or when we actually do some random act of kindness let's say we give a homeless person a dollar or we buy a homeless person something to eat or we bring a homeless person a blanket are we doing that out of the kindness of our heart or are we doing it because we want recognition from god to say that we're good exactly so is that kind no if you're doing something and you expect something in return that's not kindness you know i've know someone in my family who always do good deeds but oftentimes when they're not recognized for those good deeds whether it's a small recognition or a large one they feel as if they're not worthy anymore and is that kind no but that person thinks they're kind if you're doing something for someone else 
It should just be because you want to do it. No more, no less. But do we do that? No. And you know you don't. Because I know I don't. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I will give myself kudos for doing something good. Okay, well, you know what? I did that. I helped her with that. But she did that. Is that kind? No. <laughs> it's kind to you. But is that what God had in mind? Absolutely not. Okay. General and overall goodness. Now, when it comes to goodness, are we above from doing things that are bad? Absolutely not. We sin all the time. We make mistakes, thousand mistakes a day. We do a lot of things that's just downright bad. And things that we knowingly and unknowingly do bad is not goodness. When you're in the grocery store and you're going grocery shopping and you're testing the grapes by eating them first, two, five, or sometimes ten, that's stealing. That's not good. Not at all. Or when you give someone a compliment, but it's kind of backhanded. You know, you look really great in that outfit, but I think I like the red one better. Is that goodness? No. Does that make a person feel like they're at their best? Absolutely not. So that's not good, you know, or even if we're in school and we're getting good markings or uh, we're taking tests, we're getting good markings. And when we see those C's, D's and F's, do we think that's good or good enough? Well, I think God deserves more than good enough. I think we owe it to ourselves to do more than good enough. So are we exhibiting goodness? No. Now, faith and faithfulness. Now, faith is the act of believing something without evidence that it exists physically. Okay? Faith. Now, we worry so much that we do not have faith in God like we should. We don't have faith in ourselves at all. We sometimes set ourselves up for demise. We set ourselves up for failure. We set ourselves up just, just to, just to be down because sometimes down is just more comfortable because once we get up, we don't want our noses to bleed. And I know that's kind of a harsh, uh, harsh reference, but that's all I could think of at this moment, you know? So faith, when things happen or there's things that we want, do we really truthfully and hope and know that God got it handled and it's going to be okay? No. You know why? Because if we don't get it, we're mad. If we don't obtain it, we're mad. If we say, hey, I prayed to you, God, and you didn't give us this and this and that, or what have you, we automatically lose faith on everything else. And that's because you think that your asking or your begging is worth something. It isn't. If what you're asking for and what you want and what you're praying for is not aligned with God's purpose, it's just not going to happen to you. It's not going to happen for you. It's not going to happen to you. And that's where faith is supposed to come in. We're supposed to have faith and say, hey, I didn't get that. God got a whole nother plan. So let me go ahead and get on out the way so God can perform his miracles or just not loving God or not having faith just because he performs miracles. I mean, you are alive breathing and well for the most part in the first place which means god is not done with you so he has a plan so yeah just sit back and relax you don't have to do anything other than work on yourself to bear this fruit okay because once we bear this fruit that's what's going to equate to our happiness and we as humans have not got that yet i'm sure there's a lot of christians 
out there or a lot of other religious people out there like, well, hey, I got it handled. I know what to do or whatever. I, I read the Lord's works backwards, forwards, upright and sideways. I know everything about the Torah, this, that, and the third. But all the things that you read, all the things that you learn, is it bearing the fruit or you're just good at memory? And that's what we get. Do we have faith in God that everything is just going to work out for the greater good? That is God's purpose. No, we don't. We think we do. We think we do. And so much so that sometimes we just sit back and go, well, you know what? God going to work that out. You know, I ain't got to do nothing else. But guess what? Faith without works are dead. So if you're waiting on the Lord to do something and you're not working actively to pursue that thing, then that's not faith. Or if you're working real hard and think that you deserve uh, all the adulation from doing that thing, that's not faith either. Okay, so no. Are we faithful? Uh-uh. Now, gentleness, meekness. Now, sometimes the word meekness can also mean uh, submissive. And I think a lot of people have a problem with meekness because they equate the word meekness to weak and submissive. Well, that's not what it means at all. It just means to have patience and high tolerance. That's for the bulk of it what it means. And are we doing that? No, not at all. We're not patient. We're not tolerant. We already covered that. And weak? No. Just because you are being quiet or sometimes diligent or thinking does not mean that you're weak. So I think meekness and weak should just not be in the same category at all. Or submissiveness. Now, when we think of submissiveness, especially in women, women think, oh, I'm not going to do whatever my man tell me to do. That's not submissiveness. What they mean by being submissive is that you're giving your heart to God. Point blank and period. That's all they mean. And here we go. As humans, we up here putting hot sauce on lemon pepper chicken thinking it's going to taste better. You don't have to. Chicken's already seasoned. Leave it alone. You see what I mean? So just be quiet sometimes. Just stand back. Just be cool. And I think that's what they mean by meekness. Whatever, not being weak or being submissive towards people, submissive towards God. Okay? And then we have temperance slash self-control. Now, I think with chastity, contingency, uh, all of those words are kind of interjective okay so self-control temperance now the definition of temperance actually means to to abstain from liquor and drink that's what it really means but what they mean by temperance is just mean uh, uh resistance okay and so, well we would call self-control do we have self-control absolutely not now i know i don't have no self-control or very little self-control i mean take this podcast right now i have gone off on a tangent this and that because my brain is going and i'm like okay michelle dial it back a little bit but no i'm not gonna dial nothing back because i got to say what i got to say is that self-control no when i get in the rim of a sleeve of oreos can i just eat two and put them back no i gotta eat the whole sleeve is that self-control uh-uh sometimes people have self-control and that word is magnified by addictions so addictions is lack of self-control so whether you are addicted to food sex drugs 
admiration, whatever you're addicted to. Some people cigarettes, some people is pop. Some, some people, they are addicted to learning more because they want to learn everything. Whatever your addiction is, that is not self-control. If you're saying to yourself, well, yeah, I like sex and I, you know, I can not have sex on Tuesdays. That's not self-control. Okay. We think that we are doing all of these things interchangeably, but we're not. We just not because we were born sinners. So we're messing up all of the time. So what do we do to bear this fruit? You got to get a relationship with God. And for you non-believers, I am so sorry for you. And I'm going to pray for you. But if you're a non-believer, do what's right in yourselves. You know the difference between right and wrong. But for us believers, take that to God. Get a relationship with God. The more we learn about God and the more we talk to him and invest in the Lord, that's what we're going to truly know God's nature for ourselves thus bearing the fruit that he wanted us to have so that his purpose of the whole world being in unison and living on earth as they do in heaven will prevail. So I think about that each and every day. I have said, excuse me, I have often said to myself that every day I strive to be 1% better than I was the day before. And I am hoping that the, the seeds that I am sowing are saturated with goodness so that I could bear this fruit. I truly pray and hope that, and not just for myself, I pray and hope that for each and everybody, because I don't think that we can sow these seeds or bear this fruit alone. You need the sense of community. You need the sense of camaraderie. You, you need to be in a covenant of sorts, whether it's a spouse or definitely with God or just with others or what have you, whatever it is for you, you need to be with someone or what have you to hold yourself accountable, to point out these things, to talk about it, to navigate through so that you can fulfill God's purpose. So for all of us out there who think that we are such good people and that we are the salt of the earth, we not, we're not, you're bad. I'm bad. We all bad. Michael Jackson was bad. You bad too. Okay. We just are, but that does not mean that we do not have room to grow and or change. So just think about that. Is the fruit, is it fruit that you are bearing or are your, or are your fruits barren? And I'm going to leave you brothers and sisters with that. Brothers and sisters, thank you for tuning in to MT Stevenson's Organic Honey. New episodes come out every Tuesday and every Friday. Find it on Anchor. Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Castbox, Stitcher, and many more. Please follow and subscribe and set your alerts for new episodes. Feel free to rate and message me on all platforms as well. Thank you for allowing my heart to flow to your ears. Until next time, stay blessed.